Time now for us to take our view from Australia and uh, joined this morning uh, by Chris Weston, who is Head of Research at Pepperstone in Sydney. Uh, good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. Yes. Um, you know, we've been hearing quite a lot today about the uh, falls in the banking shares in the US uh, overnight. Uh, we were talking uh, in our discussion section earlier on about that. Uh, what, what do you feel the impact uh, of that uh, banking crash overnight, uh, Chris? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. The, the regional banks were, 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 were smashed. I mean, we saw the, the KRE ETF, which is the ETF which covers the regional banks in the US. That was down 8%. So obviously down um, to one entity where there's a, sort of a concerns about solvency. Um, but they're sort of spreading to the bigger banks as well. And it's something we are watching very closely. I know there's a sort of legal concerns around what's happening with JP Morgan as well. Um, and, and, you know, their stock was down about 5% as well. So the bank's very much in focus. I mean, they both sort of struggle with, with factors that, you know, to do with the yield curve and how they borrow and, and then how they lend out. So that's, that's been tough times for them and, and, and how they make their margins. But ultimately, you know, the banks were, were hit very hard. And, and, yeah, looking at the way the futures are trading today, it does suggest that there's probably going to be some more, uh, some more pain in store. So it was a big liquidation playing through. Banks very much front and centre at the moment. Uh, the S&P ASX 200 currently down 1.6% at 7,191. I, I mean, it seems like uh, you know, the Aussie market has been hit uh, already, would you say? Well, I think we've had our own problems with banks. Um, the housing market's clearly been slowing down in Australia. We've fallen about well, just under 10% from its peak, although the last housing numbers we had uh, you know, showed some uh, plateauing in the falls and certainly Sydney's looking a little bit better um, but, you know, if you, we, we went into the last reporting season recently with banks absolutely flying because you take, take our biggest bank, for example, Commonwealth Bank, CBA. Mm. They were saying that for every 25 basis point hike that the Reserve Bank of Australia raised the cash rate, that their net interest margins uh, effectively were increased by about four basis points. So these guys were printing money. You know, they've seen them uh, looking to re- return cash to shareholders in, in the form of higher dividends. Um, and, you know, their, their equities moved up very, very strongly indeed. But, you know, once we actually saw the earnings coming out, um, you know, these banks were priced with perfect, effectively priced for perfection. Um, we saw CBA dropping from around $110 down to 96 at the moment. So the banks have led us down, and that's really weighed on the ASX 200. I will say that there are some attractions with the Australian market. If you, if you are going out there at the moment as an international money manager and you're saying, where do I want yield? Um, you know, the Australian equity market is, is the place to go. You know, we've got a 4.5% uh, current yield, earnings yield for the market. There's not really many places other than Hong Kong where you can get that sort of return. So we are a value market. We're a yield market. We have some good growth companies as well, but you, you, you come here for, 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 the, for, the, for the income effectively. So that could give us some support, especially if we fall a little bit lower in the market. And also, you know, you, the Australian economy, I know there's a bit of concerns around housing and the feedback loop into into people's perception of wealth and those factors. But the Australian economy is expected to grow nearly 2% this year. Um, probably some downside risks for the call, but that's the consensus. And there's not many places in the developed world which um, you know, you know, that are going to see yeah. that sort of growth. So that, that's quite supportive of earnings as well. Has there been you know, some effect of the relatively new government of Anthony Albanese uh, on uh, the economy, would you say? Has that had, any, had an impact so far? Um, well, I don't think so, and, and I say that because there's not really been any major changes to, to, to policy, which is which has concerned people. Mm. There's some talk of, of various factors, but um, there's nothing tangible that, that's necessarily happened. Most, most of the factors, most of the levers that have, have, have caused some changes in financial conditions in the markets, 
and also within within equities and various factors that don't promote, mainly being at a monetary level. So obviously we've seen the cash rate um, being moved up aggressively, um, perhaps not as aggressively as what we've been seeing in the US, but certainly we've seen the cash rate going up. And the difference, I guess, between Australia, and it's very similar to the UK, um, and you know the difference between these, these two countries and, and the US is that, that we work very much on a, on a sort of a, a much shorter term frame with the way that the mortgage market's going on. I know it takes, it takes us away from your question, mm. and apologies for that. But the way that we work is, is typically most people borrow and, and have figure, you know, fix their mortgages for two to five years, mostly around two years. So that, a lot of those mortgages are rolling off at the moment, and they're rolling into much, much higher variable rates, you know, three, four times the size of the moment of repayment. So that's going to hit a significant amount of households. And if it hasn't already, it will do it throughout this year. And that, 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 that cliff, that monetary cliff, it's probably the bigger impact um, to the to the you know, to the Australian dollar to, to to people's perception of wealth rather than any kind of fiscal levers that the new government are coming. And presumably that's going to further push down um, property and uh, and house prices uh, inevitably in a in a I don't know three to six month window or longer maybe. Well, we've had a we've had a decent adjustment, and and to be fair, this is barbecue conversation. This is the sort of stuff that everyone's <laughs> talking about. We. <laughs> You know, certainly in the metro areas, mm. less so in the regional areas, um, but certainly in the metro areas, Sydney and, and, and Melbourne, Adelaide, um, Brisbane, those kind of the big five metro areas, you know, you've seen a decent adjustment of about 10% in, in terms of prices. Some areas obviously have fallen more aggressively, and, that, and that's obviously, you know, how much further is it to go? I wouldn't necessarily say it's had a huge impact on demand. Consumption's still holding up pretty well. Um, but I think there will be a tipping point if it goes down. So a lot of people are talking, is, is there more pain to come in houses after the adjustment we had? One of the other factors you've got to take out is that the rental market is very tight. There has been a bit of an adjustment um, from people to, you know, to sell out and actually move into a sort of rental situation. So the rental market's you know, clearly benefited from that situation. Um, but I think as well, I mean, we, we look at, you know, forward rate expectations in, in you know, the Australian rates curve, and people can obviously trade these rate expectations accordingly with, with, with how they see policy going forward. And we're pretty much done. I mean, you know, the market may, may well be wrong, um, but if we actually look at rate expectations in Australia, you know, they're pricing in another 36 basis points of, of, of tightening by September. So, you know, the next meeting we've got on the 4th of April it's 50-50, basically, as to whether we get another rate hike. Um, and, yeah, so really just pricing in one more rate hike and a little bit more. So we're pretty much coming to the end of the cycle, and the RBA have made, made it pretty clear that the, the next rate hike is probably going to be contingent on the Q1 CPI number, the inflation number that comes out in late April. So I think, yeah, we're pretty close to the end of the, uh, the rate hiking cycle, and that will give investors, um, you know, owner-occupiers and also property investors some, you know, some hope that we're getting close towards the end there. Well, I guess we'll wait with interest uh, how the property market performs and uh, uh, look forward to next week and uh, follow the banks and the interest rates uh, very closely. Uh, Thank you very much to Chris Weston, who is Head of Research at Pepperstone.